ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this podcast, we're going to talk about clubs. My time in the clubs. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, okay, Kyle, you talked about clubs before, but no, no, no. This one's a little bit more specific. Let me give you the background, right? So at the time of this recording, I guess it had to be about, I don't know, five, four or five months ago. My man, my brother, Baylor the Great, BTG, you've heard him on this podcast West Coast Don, L.A. kid, born and raised. Um, He did a podcast on his podcast. uh, Again, it's called uh, Bella the Great. Um, He did a podcast talking about his club days in the city of Angels. Again, he grew up there, born and raised. um, And in his podcast, he specifically called out his brother, me. So I told him that there would be a retort. And when I say he called me out, he didn't, it wasn't like he dissed me because this is my man, right? But I'm gonna let y'all in a little secret. His podcast was great. I mean, I listen to Baylor every week. Both of his podcasts. Open Run with BTG and Baylor the Great. Um, but I told him back then after he did his podcast, because he specifically said in his podcast that his club days in LA were greater than my club days. I don't think so. And this podcast that you're about to hear is going to prove me right. So, since he dropped that podcast, he's dropped another podcast, you know, kind of egging his big brother on. Now, full disclosure, I am 10 years older than Baylor. So our club in time, you know, a little different, a little different, you know, errors just, you know, our errors didn't overlap. But again, I, I, I would encourage you all of you listening to check out his his podcast because it is a dope podcast i'm not just saying it because he's my man but it is a dope podcast but nonetheless let's deal with the clear and the present right now so wanted to give you a little background so on this podcast i'm going to answer baylor's challenge albeit five months later (laughs) but he called out me he called out drake i think um uh, who else he called? I know he called out the homie Drake. Did he call out Greg? I think he called out Greg too. He called out a couple of us. He just he said that his days in the club were better than ours. And in his mind, you know, that probably was true. But Baylor, my brother. And I texted him like the other day. I'm like, I sent him a text. I said, Baylor. No, I sent him a voice note via text. I said, hey, the podcast will be out on Thursday. 
and damn it thursday's here <laughs> so here we go um first and foremost uh i'm gonna give you guys my club days in the city where i reside uh atlanta ga hot atlanta black hollywood whatever you want to call it uh but my club days were a little bit different because of the era here's the thing Baylor. my era that i'm gonna cover really goes from about like 90 97 because i moved here in 97 i wish i had time well I'm, there's going to be a podcast later on that celebrates my 25 years here in the city of Atlanta. Love the city. This is where it's at. But my club days, Baylor, go from like 97 to like 2005-ish. Somewhere around there. So that's what I'm going to do. We're going back that far and just really hitting that era of time. And so that's where we are. Now, I want to warn you. We're not talking about Magic City. (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know. Relax, relax. We're not talking about Magic City. And the reason being is because we're just talking about clubs. So we're not... (sighs) It's, it would be easy for me to get into strip clubs, but I'm not going to talk about strip clubs because obviously Atlanta is famous for strip clubs, strip clubs or Magic City. And the reason being is because, you know, especially like Magic City, I mean, that really deserve, deserves a, a podcast of its own, to be honest. Um, but nah, Magic City, man, the reason why, like I said, is it's really no need to talk about Magic City is because honestly, it is a place where you can go on a Monday night and <laughs> some just random ass Monday night and you can be standing beside a millionaire and you can also be standing next to the biggest thief in Atlanta and you can also be standing nearby the biggest drug dealer in Atlanta and the you know the, the police are in there and one of the biggest rappers or R&B artists in the world. And there's probably an athlete in there as well. And you're all in the same room. And you're all enjoying the vibe. And nobody cares. <laughs> Everybody just vibing. So now nah, we're not we're not talking about Magic City. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give you an intro to you know what 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 we're doing on this one right here. All right, so let's go back. Um, you know, we can go back to 99. 1999. That was a great year. Honestly, it was a great year for me because that was the year that I became a father. But for fatherhood, I was in the club. And even after, you know, fatherhood and getting married, I was one. And I, and I mentioned this on other podcasts, but but it's worth repeating. Um, you know, I still like the club. And the reason why I went to clubs, obviously, I'm not going to the club to pick anybody up. But I'm going to the club, man, because the vibe was so crazy. I'm a Listen. If you haven't realized it by now, I'm a huge music fan, right? So I'm in the clubs for the music. I'm in there for the vibe. I'm in there for the groove. I am not in there to pick anybody up. I'm not trying to holler at nobody. Ain't nobody trying to holler. Well, I can't say it. I mean, people try to holler at me, but that's beside the point. But <laughs> not going to dry snitch on myself. But here's the thing. I'm in there to have a good time. So like, 
at any given moment, I could be in the middle of the dance floor on the biggest, in the biggest club in the city and be dancing by myself. Or I'd be dancing by myself and then somebody see me dancing and like, oh, let me come dance with this cool guy in the middle of the dance floor. And that's usually how it went. I'm not asking you to dance because I didn't have to. But when you saw me dance, you was like, oh, I'm dancing with him. <laughs> so let's take it back, man. All right, Baylor. 1999. Club Esso. You don't know what happened when this came on. that joint right there came on Baylor that was just a groove and everybody you know was vibing to it you know people like this song I didn't like it at first but hey it had a groove to it and I was with it and like one of my favorite memories from Club SO man was <laughs> me and my boy Jay Fresh so again it's 99 me we we in we in SO and SO had like three levels. They had like the, the the rooftop and then they had the main level and then they had like uh, the basement level. And so I was always on the main level because on the main level they were playing hip-hop, R&B, right? The basement pretty much was reserved for um, reggae. Not really a big, well... I can't say that. At the time, I really wasn't a big fan of reggae. I, I've grown to appreciate reggae, but there was a point in time that I didn't particularly care for reggae. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. B. Cox, I, I see you frowning up right now. B. Cox, chill, chill, chill. Um, So anyway, they were playing uh like some old school hip hop or maybe they had gone to the new school hip hop or whatever at that particular time on the main level. And again, this is me and my man Jay Fresh, we in the club. And so Jay Fresh just he's like, man, I don't want to hear this. I want to go downstairs and listen to reggae. I was like, all right, cool. So Jay, so Fresh goes downstairs, right? So I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Probably about 30 minutes or whatever go by. And I go downstairs to check on Fresh. And I go downstairs and I see him. And he's sitting down. And I just see, I see him from the back of his head. And I see him sitting there. So I you know, don't pay him any attention. And I walk back upstairs. So I figure he's just there chilling. Then maybe another 10, 15 minutes go by. I go back upstairs and then I come back downstairs to the, to the reggae room. And I happen to see Jay fresh, right? So I see fresh and not only do I see him, but Baylor, he's got six women sitting around him. (laughs) Six Baylor. Oh my gosh, this dude was, he had six. And when I tell you, it might have been six of the most beautiful women in the club that night. And so I walk up and I realize Jay Fresh is asleep. 
bruh, how you go to sleep in the club? And so I was like, is he okay? You know, and they were like, yeah, he's good. He's got, so, oh, that's my boy. I was like, y'all, you know, y'all make sure y'all take care of him. They was like, yeah, we ain't gonna let nobody bother him. I was like, all right, cool. And so I went back upstairs and I'm back dancing or whatever like that. Maybe about 20 minutes past, I come back. And as I'm coming, walking towards him, he gets up out of the seat. And I was like, yo, man. I said, man, you straight? He was like, yeah, man, I'm just tired. You know what I mean? He's like, you about ready to go? I was like, yeah, we can, we can bounce. And I was like, so what's up with the girls? And he's like, what girls? <laughs> I was like, bro, you had six of the baddest women in here. You didn't talk to them? He's like, no, I ain't seen nobody. He's like, when I woke up, I was sitting there by myself. <laughs> oh, man. I so that, that, that story still kills me. But I'm telling you something, Bela. Before we left, you was going to hear something like this. Yes, sir. And when I tell you, everybody was on the dance floor when that came on. Everybody. I'm telling you, Baylor, it, it, it was live like that. And those are just, this is just one joint that used to get major play. I mean, everybody loved the Rockwiler. Red, meth, come on, man. What are we talking about? But yeah, that was that was SO. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh the shark bar yeah man shark bar man we got a lot of shark bar memories um shark bar used to be friday nights that used to be my spot uh it was on peachtree street in in um downtown and um shark bar was my shark bar runs like 99 2000 mainly probably like 2000 um but i'm telling oh baylor check this out Check this out right here, man. All right, so at the at the time, this is like this had to be like two thousand, and I kid you not, King Germany. I, I know King Germany's listening to this. We're in the shark bar, right? And I see this woman, and I'm like, man, she looked familiar. And I couldn't tell who like who she was, but she looked mad for me. Like she looked like a face that I'd seen before. And I elbowed my man and I'm like, man, yo, who is this shorty over here? And he looks at, he said, who? I said, the one in the red skirt. And he's like, oh, that's old girl from the movies. He's like, she dated Jagged Edge dudes. You know, singing, singing group from here in Atlanta. Jagged Edge, one of the twins, I guess. I can't remember. And he said, old girl. And I was like, well, what is her name? <laughs> Bela. He said, yo, that's Megan Good. I'm like, yo, that's, that is her. That's, that is her. And Bela, I'm not going to lie, man. On the real. D-Murph, I know you listen. 
on the real, I'm standing where I was standing. I was literally standing in a corner by myself. There was only the only thing over there was me and the Coca-Cola soda machine, right? And she kept staring at me. Now she's there in a, like a little VIP section with one of the jagged edge dudes. And matter of fact, it might have been two or three of the jagged edge dudes. And they were all like in this little sectioned off area or whatever like that. But every time I looked down and I looked away and I looked over there, she kept staring at me. And I'm like, she's either staring at me or she's staring at this Coke machine. One of the two. <laughs> but the shop boy used to be jumping on Friday nights, man. We was outside, Baylor. We were out. Baylor, when this right here came on, you had to hit the dance floor. Oh, okay. Especially we got the fully equipped kid on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I had this bad bitch of town, she was old. Had me fucked up in the head, I mean. Walked the fish, diamonds, and pearls, I mean. Should've seen them shit shining on the wrist. Now money ain't a problem, see my dough is like. Hold out my bankroll on y'all niggas like. Lost the boot shrimp from two tips like. Saggy wanna keep my blueprints, I'm like. Come on, man. That was bad boy right there. Black Rob? Bruh. What you know about that? What you know about that? But that's the kind of stuff that was going. Oh, and if we're talking about music and we were outside at this time, you know this right here always got the party jumping. Let's go. Ho! Uh-huh. Ho! You are... So yeah, man. I mean, 2000 Shark Bar. Honestly, I don't know. Now, full disclosure, I got married in 2000. I don't know if Megan Good had, you know, played her cards right. Maybe she could have stepped to me. I don't know. I don't know, Baylor. I don't know. But we were out there, man. <laughs> and I mean, I wasn't like no celebrity in that. Like I was just a regular dude, man, with a regular job, you know, chilling. But Megan Good was. I mean. Baylor, literally all night because I stayed in the same spot. Like I danced and I come back by the soda machine because and the reason why I kept coming by the soda machine was that there was a door that was nearby. And because the shark bar got kind of hot, I would go stand by that door because there was a breeze coming through and nobody knew about it. So like I would stand there and I post up and that was like my post up spot. So I post up, you know, check my phone or whatever like that. And I mean, you know, we just, we had, I had, we had regular cell phones back. I mean, it's 2000. You, I had a flip phone. <laughs> I didn't even have a Skytel pager back then. So that's what we was doing, man. Yeah, man. Shark Ball was, a, Shark Ball was jumping, man. I was, I was literally crushed when they lost their liquor license. Cause you could, I mean, once they lost their liquor license, eh, it really wasn't worth going in there anymore. The vibe, it kind of died. But yeah, Shark Bar used to jump every Friday night. Speaking of Friday nights, whoo, man, 
there was there was this space this place called whiskey peach on 12th street midtown man listen from probably 2002 to 2003 Bela, i'm telling you friday nights we were standing on couches spilling drinks <laughs> oh oh and peep this peep this the funny thing is like me me my boy clark and my boy steve we would be in there every friday night right and like there was this section like right beside us i guess it was like the little small vip section if you will Bela, guess who was standing right next to us every friday night without fail Nick Anderson from the Orlando Magic. That's right. Missing two free throws, Nick Anderson. I don't know why Nick was there every Friday night. His NBA career by that time, I think, was over or it was close to being over, but he was there every Friday night with us. And, like, he was just on the other side of the section. But we would, man, we would be in there. And, I mean, Whiskey Peach, when it got jumping, like, we get there probably, like, it was 20 to get in. And we always try to get it before 11 because if you got there before 11, then, you know, you pay 20. It might be 30 by the time you, if you got there at 12, it might be 30 because whiskey piece usually start jumping between 1130 and 130. If you, if you ain't in there by then, ain't no need to come in because you're going to pay an arm and a leg to get in. And it's whiskey peaches. wasn't even like it was, it was, it used to be, it used to be a house bailer. <laughs> They took an old house and turned it into a club, man, and it was rocking. I'm talking about it had to be at least 97 degrees up in there, like, because the windows were sweating. Like, like you couldn't, anytime you went in Whiskey Beach, you had to, like, wear something comfortable because you was going to sweat. And the ladies that came in, they kind of knew you're going to get your perm sweated out. <laughs> so don't go get your hair done and go to whiskey peach. That's not the good move, but yeah, man, it, it was, it was, it was, it was an infuego. And I mean, speaking of infuego, when you walk in Bella, this is what they was playing. And it was it was fair that they were playing it because it was hot. I mean, real hot. Real hot. And it was just always a good vibe, man. Everybody, it was one of those places where it was just small, but everybody kind of knew everybody in there. So it was all love. I mean, even like I knew the security guard, his name was Al. So we say what's up to Al. We'd be standing in line and talking to him and stuff. You knew the DJs, the DJs knew you. And I mean, like it was a very small, intimate spot, but it would be every Friday night on and popping, on and popping. Oh, and, oh, and when joints like this came on, <laughs> you better get on the floor. Man, I make a buck while I scram. I'm trying to show y'all who the fuck I am. 
the Jews is flirting. Be damned if I'm hurting. Legend in two games like I'm Pee Wee Kirkland. Platinum on the block with consistent hits. While Pharrell keep talking this music shit. Man, listen. When that joint came on, we were rocking. And I mean, Friday nights, most people, you know, you just got paid or whatever like that. You in there, you gonna, you know what we gonna do. What's up, son? I'm telling you, Baylor, that's what happens when you're outside. I can't talk about people who ain't been outside, but I know you were outside, but your outside was different, man. This is Atlanta. This this is when it was hot, Atlanta. <laughs> They called it Black Hollywood for a reason, bro. I'm telling you, it was it was like no other place that you wanted to be, man. This is this run that I had during this time frame. If you hit the clubs, if if you're listening to this podcast and you were in Atlanta, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And the reason being is that if you came to Atlanta for a visit or something like that, you probably ended up staying because <laughs> you couldn't go to these clubs and feel this vibe and see what we saw and be like, nah, I'm going home. Nah, you ain't, you going home, but you coming back to the A. Always, man. That, that's Atlanta, man. That's Atlanta. Um, What other club used to jump? Um, Oh. Club Compound. Man, listen. Club Compound, of the clubs that I'm going to name on this podcast, I think Club Compound is probably the only one that is still open. Um, I went to Compound a couple of times. Uh, Every time I went went to Compound, like something wild or something crazy happened. Uh, It's a club, and I use the, uh, if you're looking at the cover art for the podcast, I use the cover art for from Club Compound. It's kind of weird because when you walk in the club, you're inside. And then you can walk out of a door and they have this huge courtyard and you're outside. And then you can walk into another door and you're back inside again. It's like three different spaces where you can party inside, outside, or inside again. I mean, bugged out. Um. But anytime and, and club compound was, I, we used to hit that. That was probably, I want to say 2003 because club compound is, is, is downtown on um, Brady, Brady Avenue. And so I do remember going in there and one of the first times that I heard this joint right here, all the women went crazy. Just 
Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, oh, but listen, <laughs> I remember one time, the only time that I was ever in VIP in, in, in Compound, um, we were in VIP, and <laughs> this was like one of the weirdest nights, man, because my boy Zell, shout out to Zell, Easy Does a VA. He, you know him. He's been on this podcast thousands of times. Um, Zell came in town, and we were just hanging out, kicking it. And some of his boys from from Hampton or something, I can't remember who was in town. Somebody else was in town, but anyway, we ended up we go to Compound. We're in the VIP section, and <laughs> King Germ, you ain't gonna believe this. <laughs> I look up on the wall, like they had this projection screen projecting this movie onto the wall and this is a huge projection and i look at the projection screen and at one minute they were playing some type of video and i look up again and they were playing a porno Sure. I ain't never seen a shit like this in a club. Now everybody's seen a porno before, but the thing was, this was a club. This is a huge club. And on the projection screen, they had a porn. I, I was like, I elbow Zell. I was like, yo, you see this? He's like, wow. He's a man. He's like, hey, you got some wild shit going. <laughs> Baylor. That's how they got down. Now they didn't play it long, but they played it long enough. I was just like, wow, this is what club compound is. But yeah, man, it, it it was it was it was crazy, and so we were in the VIP section, and we were drinking and stuff. And we had you know bottle service or whatever like that, just having a good time. And I distinctly remember, security guard came over and he was like, "Hey, man, you know we we may have to ask you guys to leave or move out of this section." And I just heard Zell say, "For what?" move for what we paying we 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 doing whatever whatever and the guy said why he needed us to move but zell didn't hear him so i leaned in because i couldn't hear because the music was loud obviously and i leaned in and i'm like so why why do we have to move and he said well we need to clear this space out for somebody who's coming in and i'm like we're here why do we need to move Baylor, he said, we need to move because Janet and JD are coming. Huh? (laughs) Janet and JD, meaning Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupree, who happened to be dating at the time. Now, when he said JD, I'm thinking Jay Dilla. I'm I'm like, Jay Dilla in the spot? Because that's the only JD to me. Jermaine Dupree is not JD. JD is J Dilla, but that's another story for another day. Anyway, but they really moved us out of the VIP section for Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupree, who were on the way. And I was like, ain't this some. <laughs> but we moved. We moved. And, you know, I guess they showed up. I don't know. You know, to be honest, I don't even know if they showed up. They probably did because but we weren't there we probably we might have stayed there another hour or whatever after they moved us so i didn't see them by the time we left but then again i wasn't looking for them any i was on the dance floor and you want to know why i was on the dance floor king germ it's because they played this hey man 
your punk ass kids all nigga fuck we out the club, nigga. That don't mean nothing, nigga. Well fuck this nigga up, my nigga. Shit, let me show this motherfucker how hard this shit really is, y'all. Man, listen, when that joint comes on, hey, everybody on the floor, everybody singing it in unison. I mean, come on, man. It, it didn't it didn't get any realer than Bone Crusher. But that's a that was an ATL anthem right there. Oh, and before we left, this was the joint that was playing because I remember it came on and I saw girls rushing to the dance floor and I was like, Yo, we need to go. I was like, nah, we need to go ahead and go. But this joint came on, and I was, and I went, I was contemplating going back as soon as it came on. Club Compound. So if you're, again, if you're listening to this, at the time of this recording, Club Compound is still active, still alive and kicking it. Now, I'm pretty sure the vibe is different. I'm pretty sure the clientele is different. But um, I'm telling you, it's a good time. It's a good time. You, you will spend some money, but you'll have a good time. Um, What else? What else? Oh, how can I forget? Club dragonfly 2003 man listen that was a run that was a that was a year of epic <laughs> um club dragonfly is on 12th street mid well it used to be on 12th, 12th street mental ironically is diagonally across the street from whiskey peach so here's the thing baylor we would hit whiskey peach on friday nights and then on Saturday nights, it'd be Dragonfly. Now, again, I was a little bit younger then, so I could do the <laughs> I could do the hangout on Friday and Saturday nights. Now, ain't no way in hell I do. <laughs> too old, too old for that shit. But I'm telling you, Bella, Dragonfly back then was a sweat box. Like you literally wanted to go in there and sweat it out. I don't care if you had if if you if you were trying to lose weight, that was a perfect place to go because you were going to sweat at least, you know, 10 pounds in one night in that spot. But it was a jam, man. It was so much fun. And it was always me and my man Clark. And Clark <laughs> I remember one night, man, we went in there and and I mean, I don't care what the weather is outside. Like you have to wear like a collared shirt or a t-shirt, short sleeve shirt. Like you can't wear long sleeves or a jacket or something in there. I don't care if it's 20 below outside. You got to wear something because it's just, it's just too hot. 
And I remember, man, one night we went in there, man, and we had we might have been on the dance floor of 10 minutes. I see this fool, Clark. He's coming out of his shirt. <laughs> like, man, if you don't put your damn shirt back. But, you know, Clark's, you know, kind of cut up guy, whatever like that. So he wanted the women to be touching him and feeling him and stuff like that. And plus, he's single, too. So, um, but that's my dude. Um, but, yeah, man, Dragonfly was off the chain. When this joint right here came on, we, we got to it. We got busy. Let's get it on. You don't give a what, what, we don't give a what, what. You don't know nothing about that, Baylor. You don't know. I don't, Baylor. I, I, Baylor. I don't know if they played X. You know where you was at, man. I, I don't know if they played it. I just don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I'm not sure. Um, but then they had to play every single time we were there. They had to play another ATL anthem from Clifford. What's Clifford's last name? Harris. And they played this joint right here. And everybody was rocking. When I say everybody, I mean everybody. Black, the the handful of white people that were sprinkled in there, <laughs> the dope boys, whomever. Um, which was interesting enough. I wish I, I I wish I had more time to talk about Ti and his run, uh, especially when he uh, when he came on the scene. Um, I remember hearing "Bring Him Out" and "Bring Him Out" was another banger. And "Bring Him Out," I always associate "Bring Him Out" with um, the Atlanta Falcons. And the reason being is that when the Atlanta Falcons, and this was during the Michael Vick run, this was when Michael Vick was the Mike Vick experience. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, He one of the most exciting players to watch. And when I tell you the Georgia Dome was like a club, it literally was like a club inside and out. If you don't believe me, ask any Falcons fans or anybody who was in Atlanta during the Michael Vick era. Um, they would play Bring Them Out, and I mean, during the intros, and the Georgia Dome, literally, the building would be shaking. I've never seen or heard or felt anything like that at a football game ever, and I've been to a Super Bowl before. But yeah, man, during the Vick era, the Falcons, in a lot of ways, the games were better than clubs because the ladies, you can go to a Falcons game and pick up a guy, and fellas, you could go to a Falcons game and pick up the ladies because they came dressed to him. The ladies came to the Falcons games in stilettos and heels looking to get hollered at. So in a lot of ways, the, the, the Falcons games were like 
like the club, it just better, just more people, 70,000 people. It was like that, Bill. I'm, I, I kid you not. Eye candy everywhere. And then he subsequently went to jail for fighting Sparky. But it was a good time while it lasted. <laughs> but yeah, man, so that, that song always reminds me of Falcons games. Um, What else? What else? What else? Oh, can't forget about Club Vision. Baylor, you weren't outside for this. You weren't outside when this right here, when this joint right here came out. Go, 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 Charlie. It's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck cause that's your birthday. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Mama, I got what you need. If you need to fill a bar. I'm in the habit sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. You're in the getting rough. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Mama, I got what you need. If you need to fill a bar. I'm in the habit sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. Yeah, man. I mean, everybody. Vision's run was like from 2003 to 2006. Um, Vision's was on Peachtree Street in the middle of Midtown. Um, One of my favorite places. I I distinctly remember Vision's because it opened All-Star Game weekend in 2003. And like it was so crazy. I don't know if if most of you listening, if you've ever been in a place where All-Star Game weekend is, for the NBA, um, the price of everything goes up. So that particular time, I think it was normally like twenty dollars to get in the visions. Um, but that night, All Star Week, well, All Star Weekend, the whole weekend, visions, it was like one hundred fifty just to get in. Like, and that wasn't going to guarantee you anything, but just to get in, because you want you had to pay like you had to pay more just to like get to the front of the line. Like it was crazy. The the price of everything, like beers were going for like $20. <laughs> I mean, like everything was more expensive that night, man. But it was it was crazy. And here's the thing: I had no interest in going to visions until after All-Star Weekend. Cause I was like, the price is just too high. And, and you couldn't, and it was just filled with B- NBA ballers and women trying to catch NBA ballers. That's all it was, really. Um, but yeah, if you were outside during that time, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, but like I said, it did. I do remember premiering All-Star Weekend and Visions three-year run. And and hear me out. At the time, Visions was the biggest, biggest club in Atlanta. Size-wise, uh, image-wise, it was the place to go. And here's the thing, Baylor. It jumped on Friday and Saturday nights. So, I mean, like, take your pick. If you missed, if you missed the groove on Friday night, you – you can come back on Saturday. I think the best time that I, I had at Visions, um, and I talked about this on a, on, on another podcast, but I, I'll, I'll bring it up again real quick. Um, one of my coworkers, uh, he had, we got paid that Friday. He got a bunch of money or whatever like that. He was like, my, he was this Panamanian kid named V. He's like, yo, man, we going to the club tonight. Come to Visions, party on me, party on me. And we subsequently went to Visions, man. And, and when I got there, V had bought like at least like three or four thousand dollars worth of liquor, liquor, champagne. I mean, any and everything that you wanted to drink was in there, Baylor. And I lied to you not. 
V ended up getting thrown out of the club because he was groping this chick in the VIP section and, and the bouncers had told him to kind of chill. And King Germ, V turned around and said, I bought $4,000 worth of liquor. Fuck you. And security subsequently threw him out like Jazzy Jeff on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So yeah, he was done. And we proceeded to drink up all of the liquor that V that V bought that night. Um, but yeah, visions, man. Ask anybody about visions. Oh, and, and when they play joints like this, oh man, everybody was jumping. Man, listen, I got great memories of visions. Um, what other club? Oh. <laughs> Can't forget about Club 559. King Germ, you know about Club 559. Um, Club 559, that was probably, I want to say, like 1999 for me. Um, and I've told this story before. I'll be brief with it again. Um, I went to Club 559 with my homeboy who was looking for a chick who was, he was supposed to be meeting there. Um, I got approached... <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, by this chick who had three gold teeth, uh, hazel blue eyes with a pink wig, and she was probably as dark as me, right? And what happened was she asked me to buy her a drink. I bought her a drink, and we were talking or whatever like that. And what maybe about five minutes after I bought her a drink, she walked away, she... Walked on the other side of the club, saw somebody, some woman who she thought was messing with her man. Proceeded to take that Heineken bottle of beer that I bought her upside the head of said woman that she thought was messing with her man. Fight breaks out. I had to leave. I might have been in Club 559 for 20, 20, 25 minutes at the most. But that's probably the most dangerous club I've ever been in because... Nobody got frisked. <laughs> and Club 559 was on Ashby Road, if I'm not mistaken, in the West End. And if you're in the West End, I mean, now the West End looks differently now than it does, than it did back then. But yeah, if you're in a 559, I'm pretty sure everybody, everybody but me was probably in this strap. And old girl, because if she'd have had a gun, she probably would have shot her. But I managed to make it out of there safe, but before I left, hey, the DJ threw this on, and I was happy. Wow. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, Baylor, this was all this was was fun. This was a party every single time we we went out, man. We was just we were outside, man. Um, but here's the thing, Baylor, that you might not know. One of the goals, one of my goals when I went out clubbing was to not get my picture taken by ATL Picks. Who is ATL Picks, you ask? ATL Picks was this website. And what they did was they just went to this photographer. He went to clubs in Atlanta and he would take pictures and he post them on their website. Now, this is before TMZ and this is before IG and Facebook and all that other shit. I mean, so for some people, it was cool. It didn't matter to me because, again, I'm at the club by this time. I'm married, so I ain't in there checking for nobody like that. You know, if you're pretty, okay, cool. But I ain't I ain't here. I'm not here for you. I'm here to have a good time, right? So, Germ, if you were single, you could easily get jammed up because this dude was taking, I mean, it would be the most, right now, granted, a lot of times he would ask to take the picture, but sometimes you could just get caught up in the background. In fact, I had a coworker who told his girl that he wasn't going out that particular night and he did go out and not only did he go out but he actually posed for some pictures that ended up on atl pics and his girl found out wasn't a pretty scene <laughs> was not a pretty scene at all over time it became about you know taking pictures of celebrities who were in the club and posting on the websites it, you know when i look back on it, it probably was like the the first thing before um you know um instagram and, and facebook and stuff like that but um but yeah that was that was that was it was a vibe man it was a vibe but baylor before i get out of here i gotta tell you something that you probably already know as well as all of you listening a dj can make or break a party let me say that again for the lames in the back a dj can make or break a party so it's your sets have to be perfect and shout out to all of the djs that went that played in the clubs where i played um i mean clubs that i visited from uh dj nabs to the nabs so man i, I love anytime nabs is spending somewhere i was there dj nabs to my man dj skills um who he used to spend at django um oh my god frank ski uh everybody man i, I don't want to start naming djs because shot Kim. can't forget about shot Kim. we went to school together shout out shot Kim. um anybody that dj'd in the city back then man it was it was it was it was dope man it was dope and you you had to come with it because the level of competition on a night night basis was very paramount um but again it's about your sets right so you gotta have the right sets so one of the sets that you had to do you had to get into your old school hip-hop now maya know what i'm talking about bb know what i'm talking about you had to get into your old school hip-hop set in your old school hip-hop set you're definitely going to hear something like rock the bells ll cool j is hard as hell battle anybody i don't care you
And once the DJ rocks something like that, you know, if he's got anything in his repertoire, he's got to go to this joint right here because it's a hip hop classic. I'm talking about Peter Piper. Now Peter, Piper, pick peppers, but run rock, rhyme, Humpty, Dumpty, fell down, that's his heart, time, Jack, nimble, what, nimble, and he was quick, but jam, mass mud, <laughs> faster, jacks, or JD. Met a little bo be cold off a cheek, and Rip Van Winkle fell a hell of sleep, and out of chill and summer in Wonderland, Jack serving Jill bucket in his hand, and damn, that's the thing, making out that sound, the turntable's my wobble, but it don't fall down. Listen, old school sets are not complete if you don't play a joint like this. Because for me, when this joint came on, not only did I get on the dance floor, but it gave me a chance to wop it out. You know I was going to do the wop when this joint came on, Baylor. Make, 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 a, make a clap to this. To show our appreciation for your support. Make, 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 a, make a clap to this. Thank you, DJs. I probably say like the best set that I heard. I happened to be at Visions one night, and God bless the dead. Biz Marquis got on the ones and twos. Man, listen, Biz was Biz killed it. I mean, like to the point where I danced so much, like my legs and feet were hurting for the next two days. It was like that. I didn't leave the dance floor. I had my drink in my hand. I had my two-step. I was just dancing with whoever came near me. It, it was a ball. As a matter of fact, I'm, I think well, Sharice, Sharice might have been with me that night. Because I, 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 I'm not sure if I said this at the beginning, but Bela, a lot of times I went to the club with my boys, but sometimes I go with my wife, and we would, we would have a ball. But the cool part about it was, again, even when, if I went by, with my boys or if I would just went by myself, she know I ain't trying to pick nobody up, so it's all good, you know. Because I know a lot of times people be like, "Oh man, you married? What are you doing in the club?" Man, I'm going in there to have a good time. I ain't, I ain't paying attention to nobody. But that's what it was, man. You had to get that set, man. But Biz, Biz killed it. Biz, Biz killed it. Um, and then King Jern, you had to go to the East Coast set. When you went to your East Coast set, <laughs> he was definitely gonna hear something like this. Ha, 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 ha. I see the 
shit in the next chick. No need for you to ever sweat the next chick. With speed, I make the best chick see the exit. Indeed, you gotta know you thoroughly respect it. By me, you get the keys to the Lexus. With no driving, got your own 96 whip up. New ride and keep your right tight up in Versace. That's why you gotta watch your friends, you got to watch me. They can not The first chance to crack for bang. They try me, only get his 50 cent francs. And we'll buy you from the village to the telly. Tell to kill it on your belly. No question, have more black chicks between my sheets than exes. They say sex is a weapon. So when I shoot, meet your death in less than eight seconds. Still pounding in your afterlife. Laughing, my thing is tight. Who you asking? Oh, no doubt. No doubt that was going to be rocking. That was definitely going to be rocking. And I mean, come on, man. If you if you if you're gonna go East Coast, you gotta play the woo. You gotta play the woo. Watch these rap niggas get all up in your guts. Prince vanilla butter pecan chocolate deluxe. Even caramel Sundays is getting touched. The soup's in my ice cream truck. Seen you were pickings with a bunch of chickens, how you're clicking. I kept shooting strong notes as we got close. She rock rope, honey throat smelling like impulse. Your whole shell, baby's wicked like Nimrod. Caught me like a freshwater straw, or may I not be gods? Attitude is very rude, boo. Crabby like seafood. It turns me on like vines to your law rule. They call me Starky Love Hunt. Check this So, Baylor, peep this, peep this. If you didn't, if you played Jay and you've played the woo, who else is there left to play in your East Coast set? You already know, the king of New York. Bela, I know what you're thinking. You, I know again, Bela, because there's a ten year difference. So I know you know I, I'm a little bit older than you, a little bit more seasoned. So my era was a little bit different from your era as far as what they played. But let me tell you something: if you played the East Coast set, you gotta have a West Coast set. And Bela, you from LA, right? Listen, Atlanta had nothing but love for LA. Oh yeah. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to 
checkered one base when a brother major league. And I don't know why your girl keeps paging me. She tell me that's an easement. Cries when she leaves me. And every time she sees me, she squeeze me. Ladies, take it easy. Ain't the sound sleazy, but tease me. I don't want it if it's that easy. Hey, yo, bust it. Baby, got a problem saying bye-bye. Just another hazard of a fly guy. Your ass wide don't matter. My pockets got fatter. Now everybody's looking for the ladder. And man, listen, <laughs> when this joint right here comes on, Baylor, <laughs> and let me tell you something, this, and I've always said this, this is one of the most misogynistic, sexist songs ever in hip hop. And women love it and sing every single word. And when the DJ put this on Baylor, sometimes he just turned the music off and just let you sing. And then, I mean, come on, if you if you go on West Coast, you got to play the doctor, right? I mean, the doctor has to get some run. So we, you were definitely going to hear this. And then if you're if you're any kind of DJ, if you're any kind of DJ with any kind of skills, after you play your old school set, you play your East Coast, East Coast set, you play your West Coast set, King Germ, what is there left to play? We in the A. You got to take it down south, right? You were definitely going to hear this. Yeah, we
Man, listen, Nuck If You Buck is a ATL anthem. It is a hood classic. <laughs> I may not ever listen to any other crime mob song in my life, but I'm going to listen to that. And then, of course, my man Eclectic, he loves ATL anthems like this. And I mean, if you're talking down south, you got to play this. I mean, the DJ probably would get beat up if he didn't play this. It's what? Town, okay. you already know. What? Look, John, Eastside yeah. Boy, and your boy Sean Paul, I'm playing like this, boy. They call to me, they come back to the street with Sean P. AKA or short three said it was necessary. These sucker niggas out here very scary. They cuffing the hole, they living in the month of February. Okay, then put a sister nigga on display then. Kicking your dough and have my folk to bring them K's in. I'm still at it. A double T I C. It ain't a whole lot there for real. Who don't know about me, bitch? I'm for show with it. Don't make me pop that trunk to the left, bitch. I will go get it. And I ain't selfish. I will let you in your old feeling. Won't catch me sipping no no Chris and got a cold billing. It's your blows eight. And you know what's interesting, Germ? I really think, like, we probably should examine the Lil John era. Because Lil John's run was from, like, probably 97 to 2004. But here's the thing that nobody ever talks about. If you look at three songs, Damn by The Young Blood, Snap Your Fingers by Lil John, and Yeah by Usher. They're all the same song. That it's the same beat, <laughs> and nobody never called Lil John out on it, man. I mean, like, how the hell you make "Damn," "Snap Your Fingers," and "Yeah," and it's the same song, and they're all hits, and nobody never says anything, ever, ever. But yeah, that's how it was, man. Again, this is my era, man. This is my era, so I, I'm glad. I'm really glad. I'm. I'm. I'm really glad that Baylor called me out. Again, it's no disrespect. It's all love. That's again, that's my brother. But I had to, I had to, I had to, 
had to take it there because he called me out. He called out Dre. He called out a couple of other podcasters. And Baylor, this is this is my era right here. This is this is how we did it in Atlanta. Atlanta's totally different from LA. LA is a beautiful, you know, I think the world of the city of LA. One of my favorite places to visit. But this era right here, from like 99 to like 2006. Hey man, I don't know if anybody's touching this era because of the music. And again, if you had good, if you had a great DJ, when you get into that old school hip hop and that East Coast hip hop and that West Coast hip hop and that down South hip hop, and then you throw in a little reggae in the mix and something like that. Come on, man. What are we doing? What are we talking about? <laughs> and listen, I ain't, I, I, before I even get out of here, I got to shout out some of the other clubs like Django, um, MJQ, which is a club that is actually underground. Like MJQ is literally like 10 feet underground. Like you have to walk down and it's under the street. Like it's some sewer shit. Like it's, it's crazy. Went to, you know, plenty of house joints up in there. Um, and I can't forget the famous Club 112, where the players dwell. Um, I remember going to Club 112. This was the summer 99. Yeah, summer 99, July 4th weekend. Me and D Love Hall, uh, shout out to D. Derek came down and we went to 112 and something happened. I can't say what happened because I really, <laughs> I don't remember what happened. I'm going to have to text D and ask him what happened. If he remembers what happened. Cause I just remember we wild out that weekend, man. Oh my God. We wild. We wild out in 112. So it was crazy. I just, we, and I spent a lot of money, but we had so much fun that weekend. And I don't, you know, I take it back. I don't even think I spent a lot of money. We, we had a ball. We, I, I'm going to have to text D Love Hall and ask him what we did in once because I cannot remember. I just know we had a great time. Um, But yeah, shout out to some of those clubs too that I didn't even mention, man. But I, I had a, I had a ball. I had a great run. I had a great run. And, and that's Atlanta. And I will put Atlanta's, my Atlanta run against Baylor's LA run and anybody else who wants to smoke, put it on your podcast. Let me know what you got. But hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.